Today's chat is brought to you by the support of all our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcasts as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in being a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some exclusive features over in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search, focus that fire. And so we come together. Join us. Join the discussion. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Welcome back for episode 131 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on May 18th over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Our topic for tonight's episode is going to be a look at the Guardian Potential. However, before I run through our normal introductions, I wanted to take a moment to mention something that we've gotten a few notes on recently. First off, Thank you for the feedback. As I've said many times before, it's through constructive criticism that we are able to grow and learn. One of the things that we try really hard to do here is present knowledge and possibilities in the story of the games that we all enjoy playing. However, we are also friends that enjoy each other's companies, which means that constantly trying to walk a really fine line between the two positions of instruction or instructors and presenters of information and then informally chatting with each other about ideas and theories that we're quite honestly very passionate about. So moving forward, you will actually hear us work towards redirecting conversations a bit more frequently to provide a more intellectual experience to you, our audience. This being said, however, we do also understand the importance of kind of breaking up information so as to not overwhelm everyone. This means that while we will aim to have the majority of the conversation being that presentation of information, we are also going to try to have breaks of the fan friendly banter that you know we have had in the past. In the end, this is a work in progress, and we truly appreciate those of you who have taken the time to stick with us through it all, as well as those of you who are new. So please don't hesitate to let us know through reviews, emails, or any messages if you find something that you think would be better or if we're hitting the right balance for you. So with all that being said, let's run through a quick introduction of those who are on the show for tonight. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 Next up, we have our own master of social media, the one and only green-eyed music lover. Green, I hope you're doing well. How has the week treated you so far? Thank goodness it's Friday. It has been... It has been a week, guys. It's... <laughs> It's oh gosh, and I mean yes. By the time scales of everything, it has indeed been a week. Are you sure? You no. Know, Are you sure? You know. <laughs> you I mean, know. if we're gonna if we're gonna go timey wimey stuff, beard, we can bring that up already. If you no. want to. 
Do you really want to talk about that right now? Do you? Probably not, but... I am gritting through my teeth right now. <laughs> this is going to be awful. Uh, we're going to get into that probably... I don't know when in the show we're going to get into it. I do want to bring it up with the community at some point. But Beard and I and quite a few other people have been banging our heads against... Uh, apparently Beard has like a dent in his table because of how many head desks he's been doing because we've been grinding our teeth at some of the lore that we've been kind of chewing through is the best way to put it, I think, today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, rounding out the usual team, we have the grizzly bearded cultivator of Spinfoil himself, Beard Grizzly. Beard, how are you doing tonight? I'm only as good as my Spinfoil, and let me tell you what. (laughs) It's pretty pretty good right now. (laughs) Uh, well, There's is it spin foil? <laughs> is it spin foil, or is it something else that's going on, or is it something else that's going on, or is it just bad writing? You, you be the judge. You know, uh, when Beard comes out and just goes, if the time, like, if the time travel thing doesn't work this way, but it could work this way, and it's like, oh God, Beard's giving me a migraine. <laughs> It's so true, though. Like, that's where my mind went. All right. Otherwise, I'm doing okay. Uh, I have actually been sitting and reading over most of the new lore that's been uh, presented to us over the last, you know, since Warmind and so mm-hmm. on. Uh, I've been I've been digging a lot of it. And then, like I said, I hit that wall. And let me tell you, it was a wall. Uh, <laughs> I have ten pages written down about Rasputin because I ended up digging back into some of the old stuff. So... Yeah, look forward to hearing some of that if you if you want to. Yes. Nice. But it's yes. been uh, it's been fun. It's been very awesome. fun. Well, last week we asked the community, what do you think the next challenge for our guardians to overcome will be? And I know that we got a pretty good I think we got a pretty good response. So I'm gonna turn over to Green to talk about that. So one of our responses was from Little Rabbit, and his is probably my favorite, because the his his saying of what we should overcome or what our next thing we should overcome is salt. Lots <laughs> and lots of salt. <laughs> but really, his real answer is either fallen or taken. Siva and Fuse taken, maybe. Uh, still oh, praying for Lord. corrupted guardians. Mm. Which would be interesting. Uh, I don't want any of those things. <laughs> oh, I know. Could you imagine taken with Siva? No. No thanks. <laughs> No thanks, I'll be over here because that means that they've like crossed over into some other I was about to say it was like how did Siva Siva... get involved? Right. Right. That means that Siva's like off in some interdimensional space and I don't want that. Also that doesn't that mean that the taken would have to have power of will to direct it? Well, I'm gonna say to actually like utilize it to some effect, either that or it's like already like Like had something or yeah 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 i mean just because they're because just because they're infected or possessed i don't know what the right word for that would be um just because the taken have been taken by the taken siva (laughs) how many takens can i fit into this sentence um (laughs) wouldn't mean that they are necessarily in control Right, because, I mean, like, we saw that with the Devil Splicers to a degree. Right, but that's just because it it kind of gotten past it, but they did give it an original directive. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess 
the thing the thing that I guess would I, I'm kind of saying is that just because an individual taken has been uh, um, consumed by Siva or whatever, however you want to phrase it, doesn't mean that that individual taken was the one that was like, yes, I'm going to control the Siva. Oh yeah, sure. So that's it's where I was thinking. Knowing, it's like it's it's a chicken and the egg thing, though, kind of in my head. It's just like, okay, who's in control? Is it Savathun at black, that point? Black flag and Chad. Who has control in that relationship? Yeah, that's an yeah. interesting question. It's the eternal yin yang. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had quite a few other entries. Another one. One of the basic topics I saw is people want to see fallen. They want to see a the next update be about the reef, especially mm-hmm. politics. And us going back to the reef. Oh yeah. Which there's a lot of things that kind of showcase that we may be going back that way thanks mm-hmm. to the the ending cutscene of course uh additionally there's like four new things that you can find related to either Aldrin or something else so there's there's a and lot of fun the, that can start and the dialogue mm-hmm. yep that's what i mean like oh so yeah okay is that one of the ones like, yeah yeah, between between the scans between uh lore and everything lore entries and such there's a lot of little hints, tricks, etc., that are pointing back towards the reef, and it's kind of it's crafty the way that they're doing it. I think this is a, a nice lead up. But we yes. will see. We had quite a few entries on that, and lots of good information. A lot of people want to see the reef. A lot of people mentioned having like a darker type of enemy that's a little bit more um, gritty. I guess is a good way to put mm-hmm. it. That's not the word that they use, but yeah. It'd be nice to see us go after kind of a more, I mean, we've done the dire tower going down. We've done the lost the light thing. It's, it would be interesting to see what they can come with up with story-wise. <clears throat> Thinking Thorn <clears throat> that mm-hmm. could come back and cause some havoc you mean, with corrupted guardians. You mean like the light casting a shadow on something? Oh my what? God. Sorry, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's whenever you whenever you start talking about like we're we're, and I I mean it's 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 a apt thing here, is for guardian potential. And I know we'll probably I know I will get into this conversation later, um, and I'm assuming that we all will as well. But you know we've you you kind of hit it on the head as far as I, my thoughts. We've seen the external threats. Now let's look at the internal threats. Right. You know, let's what what is what's gonna what's gonna actually be, you know, what's gonna destroy the the bastion within the guardians, and all that. We kind of saw the beginning of that with the um, the vanguard, right? Where we had well, to kind of we had to go and convert, like re get or like reconnect the vanguard with themselves, right? Mm-hmm. What so. uh, somebody mentioned disobeying the vanguard to be right. our next. Thing. Right, well, and which mean, we kind of right. see a little bit already because mm-hmm. we did we disobeyed Zavala during the adventure. I'm not. Sure. I'm. I'm completely okay with that, but <sighs> because hey. I've anyways. Anyways, <laughs> we're good. <getting, laughs> rabbit holes. Yeah, what that that one is a danger. That's a slippery slope. I think in my mind. Um, what was that beard? I said, "What about focus?" Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so, so next week's want, question. Yeah, I was gonna say, do do we have an idea I, on which one? I like the one that you came up with because it that will have a lot of conversation. I think. Oh like, yeah, contemplation. 
So okay. the question for next week is what could the reaction between Serif Tech, because our, our topic next week is Serif Technology, and Rust Iron indicate about the technology's capability? So if you notice on Mars, we have the Serif, are, what are they, how, what's the actual name for them? Relic Serifs or Serifites? Uh, Seraphites, okay. Is it seraphite? It's like harmonic seraphites, I think. Seraphite, yeah. But if you look at it closely, it's the relic iron that we used to collect in D1 with these crystalline structures that are coming out of it and this Mm -hmm. red, sparkling, familiar kind of static, which would be the seraph technology that's kind of sort of infected the relic iron or caused it to mutate slightly. So what could the reaction between Seraph Tech and Rust Iron indicate about the technology's capabilities? Mm. We'll use that as next week's. Yeah, it'd be there there's two forms of the Seraphite. There's the Sarah the like regular Seraphite, and I think it's literally just regular yeah, it's just regular Seraphite, and then the um the rare form, which is the one that will get you more uh reputation is the harmonic seraphite and that one in its description says native martian relic iron that has been suffused with resonant seraph energy so music yeah there's well yeah that that's a whole nother aspect that i hadn't ori- i hadn't originally thought about that particular piece of it but yes there is that also is the the obsession with music that we have which also i think i think green i told you one of the new sparrows is a direct nod to the music of the spheres. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw that drop down, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, hey, Plato! Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that's and, also uh, the the op- the soundtrack, right?" And I believe that it was tweeted at uh, O'Donnell a lot, <laughs> <laughs> just a bit. That and well, the other the because it's uh, coming for release too, correct? It's been rumored that it's going to. Oh, is I, it just okay? Okay. I don't know. No, uh, Cosmo, I thought, I thought Cosmo said something. Were, right, they mentioned yeah, they, it, but I also saw something about like pulling that away too. No, they were uh, okay. There's no, they were they were they were pretty on top of saying it's going. There's also a possibility of another drop, hint hint, coming out along the lines of the. Music of the Spheres that we had before. Hmm. It's some, so that may be some insider information I have on that. It may be in the works for something else to come from those same guys that dropped it the first time. Oh, nice, nice. We did not. We yeah. <laughs> well, huh? moving on. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I know everyone here is looking forward to diving into the discussion. So let's run through our standard intro notes, and then we'll get right into it. In our last episode of Focus Fire Chat, we discussed the lore surrounding gunsmiths. If you ever miss an episode and would like to catch up, please be sure to check out FocusFireChat.com for archives, articles, and links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat. If you don't mind, please rate and, if you can, review the show on iTunes, Podbean, or whichever podcasting app you use to enjoy podcasts. Reviews are extremely helpful as they not only let us know what we can do better, but help us stay on the charts, which helps others find our amazing community. To those of you who have already taken the time to leave us a review, thank you. 
As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday, at around 10pm Central, we get together to stream a high-level summary of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, links of which can be found in our show notes or on our website. If you're a fan of lore in all its various forms, be sure to also check out thelorenetwork.com, where you can find a wide variety of some amazing content that covers a number of different titles and mediums. Our next chat is going to be a discussion on Serif technology. Please note that there will not be a poll this weekend, as we are going to set aside next week's discussion for a summarization of the extra lore content. With all that being said, here's Green with a high-level summary of tonight's topic. How does one measure potential when the idea of it lies in the realms of things yet to be? We could look to the feats of others and compare our own history to theirs, and then through opinionated comparison establish a fortune-teller's projection of the future. But, if you forget what the average, if not the baseline, of Guardians is, then can you even realize your own legend? A brief summary, and I mean brief, of our legend thus far. First, we took down the Devil's Archon, then reconnected the war mine to the other planets. We recovered the world's grave, and re-established contact with the Reef. We defeated a Gate Lord, cleared the Black Garden, and then witnessed a defeat of Time's Conflux, Atheon. We prevented Crota's summoning into our own realm, and destroyed Omnigal. We recaptured Skolas for Queen Mara Sav, and disabled the weapon of the Dreadnought. We exterminated blights and shadows of Oryx all over the system, and even killed Oryx in his own throne world. We stopped the spread of Siva amongst the fallen, and reclaimed the light after being stripped of it. We gathered the vanguard, disabled the Almighty, and proved to Gaul that we are the guardians of the light. We entertained Callus, reunited's teacher and student, Osiris and Ikora, and with the help of Sagira seized a map of the infinite forest and prevented a path to a bleak future. We reclaimed Clovis Bray's Futurescape facility and gained access to the Lance and Seraph technology. And with that technology, even staved off, possibly killed Nogris and Zol. And finally, finally met Rasputin. After killing other races' gods, reuniting with the light, and beginning to recover humanity's past, what potential do we have? What destiny can't we accomplish? Before we jump into the information and thoughts that the community had about Guardian potential, however, let's have a quick chat about this week's Lost Lore. Okay, well, oh man, 
There's a I lot. Blue in the I know. Chat. I, how do you forget? Oh, anyways. I, mm. Um. So we're we were talking in chat real quick as as normal. We we wait until the last minute to decide what I'm gonna go on a a rant about uh, right here. And I think what the thing that we're gonna come down to is really talking about the shadows, the shadows of yore. Um, and this is actually really because when you talk about potential, um, you know, a lot of people hear the word potential, and that is usually very often unconsciously assumed to be a positive positive definition um it's not potential just means a potential path it just means what could come and the one of the things that we've seen hinted at throughout the lore within destiny is that those potential paths those forks in the road um are not always the light you know, the light shining down and being not necessarily happy, but not necessarily the right way to do things. Um, you know, and some choices are made by other characters in the game so far that have led them down paths that quite honestly delve into darkness. They they are pathways into darkness, which is a kind of a catchphrase. Um, and yes, oh, yes. The bone and rose is the one that uh, Green just threw up in our in our chat. Um, so the shadows of your are such an example as this. Uh, the shadows of your are individuals who, at the end of Destiny One, we learn that the entire we learn the entire story of Dredge and Yor, and we learn the connection between Dredge and Yor and Rezalazir, the two the the highest. Um, hero of the newly formed guardians from the ranks of the risen and the iron lords and these these individuals had become guardians and the the phrase guardian is not used universally uh the actual universal term kind of is more of a light bearer uh, a person who bears the light and those come in a lot of different shades there are different i not really meaning to play off this this word but there's a lot of spec there's a lot of shades of light on this there's a there's a spectrum um you have individuals who mark the risen which are some of the earliest light bearers and they're not necessarily good people uh they they weren't necessarily out for the betterment of civilization like we see in the the city today you had individuals who were the warlords who were even less good people than the risen um, and who use their powers to carve out territories or fiefdoms basically that they they lorded over as literal warlords then you introduce the idea of risen who pretty much got fed up with the warlords mistreating humanity and took it upon themselves to defend to guard the human the the normal humanity that was left uh, and this was seen with Radagast in the formation of the Iron Lords, which would then later during after the Siva crisis really kind of kind of transform into what we know as the Guardians. This was also going on during the formation of the city, which is when you had individuals who were light bearers but were not Iron Lords that were also kind of falling in line with figures such as Rezal Azir, uh, Saladin, uh, or not Saladin, sorry, Zavala. Uh, was also one of these these individuals. Osiris was also there, but there then there were others, uh, and those are the ones that I kind of want to talk about a little bit more in depth. And that was really the the story that we see with the interplay between uh, Shin Malfer, 
uh, Dredgen, or uh, well, Dredgen Yor, who was Rezal Azir, and then another hunter who went by the name of Jaren Ward. Uh, and this is this was a, a ingeniously delivered story over D1. It's actually one of still my favorite stories. Um, and the story ultimately starts with Rezal Azir, and then we don't really know where Jaren actually initially gets brought in, but it, it ends, it culminates with the revenge of Jaren's death by the hand of Dredgenor at the hand of Shin Malfur. Except it doesn't end, and this is where it gets interesting for potential story arcs as far as we're concerned, because that whole thing happens. Shin puts Dredge and Yor down, and everyone assumes, okay, we're good, you know, it's done, uh, let's cover up the event and move on. Well, some Guardians find out about this, and or some Light Bearers, I guess would be a more accurate term, and they see dredgen as a pinnacle of power they see not corruption but un un or not i guess unrestrained potential within the way that dredgen had manipulated the darkness and the light uh through his use of the the i mean i weapon of sorrow thorn and what do they do? They go out and they start making their own thorns. Now, this was kind of used also, you know, kind of stepping back out of out of game. This was also kind of used to explain the 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 plague of thorns that everyone experienced in Destiny One within the Crucible. And what we what we ended on Destiny One was with the card of the shadows, kind of making their their decision to forge ahead and not look back you know they they have they have invested themselves into becoming the shadows of yore and that is not a guardian that is not adhering to protecting through uh, through defense it's protecting by being the most aggressive protecting through sheer offense and it doesn't care about collateral damage and then on the flip side we also had a card that basically was Shin and his ghost challenging the shadows. And, you know, there's a lot of debate about exactly who is in charge of that relationship uh, because there's there's kind of some give and take between Shin and the ghost. But it's basically summarized at the end that Shin is going to do everything in his power to stop the shadows, even if that means that he becomes a vigilante, which he kind of, he's already kind of a renegade hunter but now he's he's actually going to start hunting down other guardians. And this kind of brings me into the idea of so and we were talking about this in the intro. So what would be the next best or what would be a next really cool challenge to see, you know, where where we go with this? I mean, we've seen, you know, Green and Beard have mentioned this. We've seen the external threats. We've seen you know, uh, from the very beginning, we had the Black Garden, we had Atheon or Atheon, we had Crota, Oryx, Skolos, you know, we had, and then, you know, you, you kind of see that with the Siva threat. You see that with, you know, not really Rasputin, but with Nocris and with Zol. We now, and now Callus is kind of floating around out there as well. But, you know, personally, I think the, the next 
thing that would be really cool to see as far as potential is like an internal challenge you know give give guardians the ability to and this is again i'm a huge rpg player so i this is something that i constantly play with with and even rpgs is the moral choice the moral direction you have a choice you have a choice now you can choose the right way or you can you can choose the guardian's way or you can choose what i mean i i can pick your name for what would what would what would get the job done but not necessarily be a guardian's path it would still get the job done right or or not do the job you know there's there's always the third choice there um no Additionally, we see that with stuff like Rasputin as well. Because right, right. I mean, Anna Bray. effectively kind of, yep, he, he's following the same kind of idea, but Anna Bray is more the, the larger choice in that one, of course, too, because she is thinking, this is what I need to do to get the job done. Not thinking about the other implications or problems that may ensue behind it. So it's part of the reason that I think that uh, inner city politics are as important as they are, because we see that on a constant basis with the the factions as well. Like, the factions are pretty well built off this same idea mm-hmm. of we're going to do it our way, and we're not necessarily saying your way is wrong, but uh, your way is not right, and we know what is good for this city. So that's why we're, we're kind of our own worst enemy in that respect. That's mm-hmm. uh, really why I think that it would be very important for them to to bring that to light as much as I, I think everybody would kind of get bored with it. Some of the politics because it would get kind of star Trek and everything. It would, uh, it it would, it would fit well enough. I think. Well, and you could also, you could dovetail that interesting means with, uh, with the city. Oh yeah. And I mean, you could dovetail that into also reintroducing the reef. I mean, you want to talk about a political powerhouse, political powder keg It's the reef. I mean, you want to introduce morality into the game. I, I think that would be an awesome. It would be perfect. Oh my gosh, I, that's that's honestly. You know, we kind of had this exchange on Twitter, which is why mm-hmm. Beard and I are kind of bouncing this back and forth. Um, but someone someone had mentioned, oh yeah, you know, the reef would be amazing, and it's like the very first thing. Anytime someone says the reef at this point in the story, my first thought is it's a political powder keg. No one knows right. where it's going, and right. there is so. Leader anymore. Yeah, like well, those are the currently, were, currently yeah. Petra is, but like, I mean, the question there is how strong of a. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's so many different potential ways that they could take the story. Considering Derek's... the Telesto card, is Yo, no, she yeah. the leader? Um. Okay. Yes, I I still would argue <laughs> that yes, Petra is still the leader. I just don't know how steady her leadership is. Yeah. Like, I mean, or how, I'm sorry, how, um, how firm the foundation is because that's fair. the, the only, the only problem I have with the Telesta and that's not really a problem. It's the only question really that comes from my mind in the Telesta card is who is the ones that they are getting the troth from? Mm-hmm. Is it fallen or is it the nobility of the awoken? Like, cause those are in my right. mind, those are, that's a 50, 50 shot. Yes. But I mean, like, and, and, you know, talking about potential, you know, going again, going back to this, I, I really and you guys kind of, you know, you, the more you kind of were talking about it too, you know, going into that, that gritty, you know, the gritty next step. I think that would be a really good place to go 
is that yep. gritty, like make you really question, you know, your decisions, like make you yep. really worry about what your legend is going to be. Is your legend going to be one of a guardian or is it going to be a shadow? Are we following in the steps of Rezel? Yep. Are we letting pride lead? Are we, yep. you know, what are, what are we going to do? Yeah, that was that's an interesting dichotomy that I think we've been missing to begin with between the city and the reef uh, anyway. Just because one is is quote-unquote born of light, the other is seemingly born of darkness. And when you start to actually like dig into several pieces of it, though, you kind of start to figure out that that might not necessarily be the case. And again, it adds that different dichotomy that you didn't have before that is really, it, it just... It, it misses something, and I think it's another piece of the puzzle for Destiny 2 that is desperately lacking that I think would add another layer to people's understanding of, like, where we're at right now within the lore and within the story especially, and, like, where we're at with the soul system. Because mm-hmm. the soul system is as tiny as it feels because we're able to go place to place within a loading screen. It's still so big, and there's still so much to look over. We didn't know about the Hellas Basin um, for Warmind until, like, very recently. And even then, we passed it off as, like, something that wasn't that important. Joke's on us. Yeah, and I think I was going to throw in there, too. You know, one of the best ways to gain clarity on something is to, to hold it up against something that it's not. You know, to, mm-hmm. to cast a shadow on something is not only to cast a shadow, but it's also to give it depth. You, you can't have a shadow without a three-dimensional figure. Um, and actually, Black Flag, Black Flag in chat, I wanted to point this out because Beard, I think you'll appreciate this one. He says, that's a, that's a good point. We're talking about the, uh, the moral, I think, component. He said, these past two expansions have featured guardians that disregard the politics of the city and Vanguard. Both Osiris and Anna ignored their duties to chase their passions. <laughs> this is Mark Beard. It's like when the speaker died, the age of true freedom began. <laughs> I, pre- it's I appreciate it. So true. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but I mean, Green, what what do you what are your thoughts? You know, do you what do you have? Do you have any thoughts on that, or do you have something? I know you wanted you had some other things that you were really looking forward to discuss. I wanted to actually talk about guardians, like what a normal baseline, not us guardian would be because we have a lot of examples in game of exceptional or above average guardians, because that's who we interact with all the time. The Vanguard. Osiris. Yeah. I was going to say, so you want, you want to, you want to put up, I always do this with the role-playing games. You want to put up a car- an NPC that has tens or eights, yes. I guess. I guess eights so is the new norm. Eights. But, like, this is the base. This is the normal citizen, and mm-hmm. here's your hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when you complain about having a 12, you're actually four points ahead. Right. <laughs> you were above average at that point. So do we... The thing that I had trouble figuring out is Destiny does a really good job of making everybody exceptional in at least one way. It seems like it, if you're going to make the comparison to D and D, you're going to be able to roll at least one of your die high mm-hmm. and give yourself one. Everyone ability. has a dump stat. Yes, Banshee is memory. 
<laughs> Banshee's Banshee's wisdom. Oh God! <laughs> intelligence? No, not intelligence. No, That's no, it's wisdom. It's wisdom. wisdom. It's wisdom. Definitely wisdom. But oh, actually, have... now that I say that, now beard, now you have me. Oh God! Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. But it, I don't. I'm having trouble coming up with a guardian that we know about that would be considered kind of middle of the road that we have stories about mm-hmm. or that we interact with. I that mean, we interact Sloan? with? Yes, yeah, Sloan. Sloan. But I mean, even Sloan in her own way is commendable because she's been but given control. Right. But that doesn't, we don't have like stories of her taking out hundreds of things like we oh, do. Oh, that's fair. I mean, there's always like the uh, Sparrow Racers who, I mean, they're, they're amazing in their response on the SRL tracks, but I don't, I don't really re- remember any of them being super aggressive, like super, uh, that's what, yeah, in chat, it's that they're on the same page as me, Marcus Wren. Marcus yeah. Wren is amazing and hilarious and really good at inventing things that tend to blow up and disintegrate people, but namely himself, but like, I don't remember him being like, I mean, he's, he's notable because he's kind of a celebrity figure, due to his SRL, you know, history. Right. Um, and then there's, uh, is it Boaz is the other one that he always is like mm, that's tricking. That's who he's talking to. Is that who he's talking to? Yeah. Well, cause Frosties, Boaz was, well, it was on both, both of them. Cause I think Boaz was the yep. one on the original Frosties that he told to shoot him if he starts disintegrating. Mm-hmm. That was the, uh, that was the other, the, the newer legs. I think they were, and I can't remember what they are. Stompies, oh stompies, yeah, stompies, stompies were the ones that he was Thank like, you, if Green. if they blow up and I start disintegrating, just shoot me. Yes, Boaz is like, what? <laughs> what? Like, um, I can't do that, Marcus. <laughs> Gotta love, I'm I love sorry, the Marcus Dave. cards. I can't let. I'm you sorry, do Dave. That. Uh, sorry. Um, so here's a question. I mean, there's then. The what Iron about wolves? like the wolves? Uh, like Ash, right. not. I mean, Ash Raven. Um, Dietrus, uh, Di- yeah, uh Col, uh, was it Covalent? Covalent. Bayamot, Bay, Bay. Oh God, what's Bredemart, Bredemart. Bredemart. was a good one because mm-hmm. was Bredemart the one that was the assistant to Teamer, right? Is that Bredemart? Um, or no, that was Col. That was uh, Colavance. Colavance. Yeah, yeah. Colavance was the one that. Which Colavance was... was a little bit more notable than some of them. Right. Well, and I think that's because, because he was. Gun. That and also, like, well, he had a little bit more uh, mentions in the lore, mostly because Teamer was a kind of a crazy documenter, which, I mean, right. in hindsight, it kind of makes sense that he would get mentioned more in the lore because he was one of the ones that was writing the lore. So, yeah. so we have kind of a baseline of just the Guardians that that are kind of not major major names household names but still had some sort of contribution that has been noted in lore which granted it's going to be hard to find a baseline baseline but those guys even characters like pahanan and actually i know a secret about that that's coming up for you later off show off show anyway see now i'm Uh excited and nervous at the same time that's the way i like to keep you um (laughs) but run blue run yeah i know uh (laughs) there's also there's also the guardians of mare embryum yes those are good i think those are good baselines i mean because you know it shows 
it it shows how powerful our characters or well it either shows how powerful we are or it shows how badly we hurt the the person before we went up against them well if you talk about mayor embryum and kind of the wolves too those are units mm-hmm. they're it's an army essentially now granted it's probably not nearly as large of army as we see today but it's a pretty substantial amount of people mm-hmm. that go out and battle and they still had trouble conquering th- that area. Well, and to, you know, uh, chat's talking about Taco 3, which I've, I've seen mm. a lot of salt about recently. I'm like, I, I don't really get that, but like Taco had, uh, there was a group of nine, right, that went mm-hmm. down into yeah. the, the strike. I always kind of assumed that there were three fire team patrols that just kind of were like, oh, hey, you're going down there too? Cool. Which explains why they didn't work well together and all got killed. Um, well, yeah, that's just my head, completely my head cannon. But, um, you know, that's another group that was a larger than normal group and just completely got crystallized. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we want to just go back and what, what does it say in the cards? What does the text say? We can go all the way back to guardians back in vanilla and read that card which says legends are carved across history by the brave guardians are warriors forged in the traveler's light, a final hope in a universe falling into darkness chosen from the dead by the traveler's ghost. Guardians are those rare few able to wield the light as a weapon for centuries. They have defended the city, but that defense cannot hold forever. Now with the darkness rising again, the time has come to retake our lost worlds. The guardians who lead the way will save humanity and become legend. I mean, it, it's a call to a lot of different people, a lot of guardians, but it's the guardians that become legend. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's a nice wisdom bite. Is that Lost in Space? Yeah, it's the new Lost in Space. Uh, sorry, I, uh, I typed this in chat. Anytime we read this card, this is kind of this is actually a really good way of saying what I th- what comes to my mind. Um, the new Lost in Space, by the way, if you haven't, if you're not watching that, you need to go fix that really quickly. But there's good. a there's a character. Uh, there's an event that happens near the end of the series that is very traumatic for a lot for the main family, the Robinsons. And during this whole thing, there's another character who makes a comment to the youngest son, Will, or well, the only son, Will Robinson. And he says, history, remember that history is not written by those who sacrifice or are the heroes, Will. History is written by those who survive. And it was like, it, it it makes sense in the context a little bit more for, for that particular thing. But that's what, like, when you, when you talk about becoming legend and all that, it's like, yeah, and that's true. But then you, for every hero out there, you have to have a Tyra, you know, you have to have a, you know, a, a document, a historian who is, because otherwise, if you only have heroes who are dying to save the people, who's, how do you know that they're heroes? No one's going to remember them. I mean, if that's going to be our baseline and we're the legend and our guardian, I mean, I kind of went through this during the beginning. We've done a lot. Mm-hmm. We've done things that no other guardian has done that many guardians have gone up and just died. I mean, what was the first, which, what would you say was the first thing that we went and did that, there was mention of other guardians having tried it 
and didn't complete it. Was it the Crota raid? No, it was the very first mission. Yeah, it was you took out you took you yeah you took out the a Devil's freaking Archon? yeah you took out an Archon with by yourself with like right. no knowledge of what was going on and I mean, only that, one subclass. Well, and barely even that. I think you had like if you're if you're like me and were obsessive about killing things <laughs> repeatedly, you might have had your grenade. At that point, yeah. you, like, I mean, you would have had your grenade, which is what they changed over for. You would have had maybe your super. The, the oh, super that's right. Part yeah, is the super questionable. Part. Yeah, but ugh. yeah, I mean, and and then I mean, if you if you want to say, okay, well, you know, that was whatever. Um, the strike Septicus Prime. Septics. Like, yeah the yeah. the septic tank. Um, you know the thing that kind of came back and bit us in the, the butt. <laughs> that was a fun mission. Oh though. my God. Oh. I was like, I think the, the, the best part of that entire mission was reading the card where Varix is like, Oh, Oh God, what did you do? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> why, yeah. why did you do this? Um, I mean like that, that first strike and then, you know, going, going for, yeah, I mean that entire, the entire introduction of destiny one really was kind of setting our guardian as kind of being, special and in the way that it would he there he or she was above average because and then like uh it's later it's um oh what was uh taken king when the storm caller uh subclass gets introduced ikora Mm -hmm. actually makes the comment that she sees our guardian as the equivalent to a Toland or an Osiris because of the ways that we master things so fast. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she makes a comment that she's very nervous. And then in age of triumph, they had, or no, no, not sorry, not age of triumph. Uh, in destiny two, the Vanguard armor entry is the scene, which is hilarious because Cade is like so offended that they're not talking about him. Uh, but it's the scene where Cade and uh, Zavala and Ikora are at a, I think it's a bar or a restaurant or something. They're having mm-hmm. a, like a, a slow day and they're talking about our guardian and how yeah. they see the future in our guardian, you know, as the next, the next step forward. It's the uh, the Xenos Veil Bond. I know that's the the Bond name, but it's the Vanguard armor. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. class items for those. And apparently, we're actually at the party because oh, that's right, yeah, because we them yeah with them. But that uh, was where so, uh, you saw K drink. That that's where you get the reference to K drinking the liquid that was in the teaser mm-hmm. for Destiny Two. That's actually the in the lore as well. Yeah, the. Oh, yeah, I mean, the other thing to think about is we do have an example of another Guardian, like, just having risen. We've seen Zavala. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we didn't get much of it, but we've actually been able to watch some of the battles that Zavala had. And he was just having trouble with, I think it was, was it, two fallen vandals? Two vandals. Yeah. And he almost, he died from two vandals now. I don't remember how often I died when I first picked up the game, but you know, I think. Well, I was he also a didn't little... get a gun. He also didn't because it wasn't we didn't that. Get he still a had gun a spear. Right away, did we? Uh, we got a gun. We got the Kavostov. Kavostov. Oh right, that was the first thing, and then oh, thing, that thing wrecked. Oh, shop. I went through and punched everything. That was well. Your brother and I had a very similar style when we yeah, first started. Yeah, that's the game. also really not surprising. <laughs> 
just punch the things. So the punch was a lot harder hitting than the Kvostov. I was palming everything. Uh, I don't know. Like, the Kvostov did some work in the Crucible. Yeah. Kvostov was extremely powerful. Oh, early my in the gosh. That, they, that was so good. Yeah, I think they they nerfed that pretty... I don't know, man. They nerfed auto rifles in general oh, that's because right. of how that's, everything that was, was right. going. That and was then right, it was yeah. easily affected, too. And then everybody was like, oh, so you're going to... And then when you went to like bring Kavastov back, everybody was like, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna make it as good as it used to be, right? Is that what's gonna happen?" <laughs> no, oh, but we'll now. give you the option of how how fast you can shoot it. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I feel like um, we got way off topic here. Whoops. No, yeah, but well, I mean, you know, yeah, I can I can segue using the Kavastov because the potential there, but um, <laughs> the. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, from the very get-go, just from the clips that we've seen, because the other thing that, you know, you mentioning Zavala and the D2 trailer, the other thing that we saw was the, the unknown battle in which Shaq, Zavala, and uh, the other random guardian that I, is arguable who it is, um, you know, and then you also, I think you saw Cade at that point as well, like in the city when they're mm-hmm. fighting the Fallen, and like, mm-hmm. it yeah. took like there were like three or four guardians who were who are now seen as like the powerhouse guardians, but it took they were all grouped back to back, and they were still having like some. It looked like they were still having difficulty pushing back. You know, just the fallen. Whereas I mean, you know, Shax for our character, lost his horn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a new. I think it's a new item for Shax. <laughs> it's the battle wound or battle battle injury or battle scars or something. It's like it doesn't matter how many horns I have. Oh God! <laughs> it makes me laugh so much, but yeah, I mean, but and even then, at that point, you know, you had those those going on, and now you know, talking to anyone who has even a a not necessarily a max, yeah, the battle scar pulse rifle. Thank you, Black Flag. Yeah, it is. I was gonna say I'm using it right now. Oh actually, my gosh, it's amazing. It's... But it says, "Do not concern yourself with how many horns I bear, <laughs> Lord Shacks." Mm-hmm. Oh. And I can't help but hear him being yelling at you about that. I know. Um, He's like, do not concern yourself with how many horns I have. Get back in the crucible, God. Get back. But, I mean, even those figures had issues, you know, and whereas, like, the Guardian that you play today. I mean, right, right. They, I mean, um, and now, granted, you, you also see in the same trailer Zavala throw a bubble that completely defends, you know, the like entirety of tower. the midsection of the tower. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that you kind of see the the progression there from from beginning to where he is today. But yeah. even then, you know, even then they don't they are they have they struggle and where our guardian seems to kind of just, you know, buy on everything. Maybe maybe not speaking is the secret. I don't know. Well, how that. somebody had okay, to sorry. say. Yeah, it. someone someone had to. Yeah, because it won't. Anyways, um, I yeah, <laughs> gonna refuse to go down that tangent thread. Um, so, can we define like when you talk about the power of Zavala? Do we want to talk about what? power is in destiny's universe yeah let's do that let's let's see like because i mean i mean so baseline for guardian is a good place to start but now what do we how do you gauge how do you gauge the power of a guardian what i mean what are your guys' thought on that like what what would you say is the determining factor of saying that one guardian is stronger than the other like i mean 
this is this is again getting into an rpg mm-hmm. element that i don't really I, there's not a clean answer in my mind i mean if we're gonna take we all have technically the exact level of capabilities as the vanguard like the hunter vanguards Cade has night stalker Cade has gunslinger Cade has arc or the arc class which i'm always going to consider to be blade dancer even though it's not um arc strider they we have the same capabilities that they have but what makes us different is it just because we're kind of untethered and go on our way even though the vanguard kind of direct us that direction well, and this is kind of that that's sort of seen too with like recent because apparently we end up getting a hold of that message from Anna and what happens we don't really report it or talk about it so they're they're more trusting of us than it seems uh perhaps most guardians might have might have been uh but I could be I could be off on that thought I don't know I'm I'm wondering if that's kind of the case because you you get most of these others that they need to to kind of watch over and and uh, make sure that they're all in line and taken care of. But well, if you think about it, we've always kind of broken the rules as it as our guardian goes. I mean, we oh, went definitely. out. We went out to the reef. We did. I mean, that one we did kind of get sanctioned a little bit for that, but we've always bent the rules. I'm going to say in the, and you got the, the speaker that's, you know, always been on our case about this, that, or the other thing besides. Uh, but yeah, even with like uh, Thorn and putting Thorn together, nobody seemed to really get on our case about that in either instance of it happening. You had people that were worried about it, justifiably so, but they weren't like running up and, and saying, don't do that. They seemed, in fact, a little bit more open about us being in that kind of circumstance and predicament it was it was different for us and they would not have trusted another guardian to do so and it could be how we're able to perceive or utilize the light or what else our focus may be you know these are things that uh that may end up defining how we are versus another one or uh another typical guardian Mm mm-hmm I mean, if we're going to talk about the numbers, that might be something to actually think about is the the number game mm-hmm. as far as our light goes. Um, a higher level guardian or higher light level or power level, I guess it's technically even just power level now, um, you hit harder with whatever ability you have. Even your right. guns hit harder. So power level means to be able to utilize said skills in such a both delicate and devastating way well i would i would interject there too it's not just skill it's literal power right because remember too the other thing with the guardians is the paracausal nature that's so like not only are you actually like not i mean you're you're a hundred percent correct with like yeah it takes it takes time to master the firing of a weapon but on top of that, remember that you, as a paracausal being, you're also enacting your will upon reality. So, you know, there there is a degree to which it would make sense that your power level or light level... I, I, I personally like the light level concept. I understand why we shifted to power level because it was, whatever, easier. Um, 
but like the amount of light that you are able to channel would obviously increase as you you kind of used and flex you know it's it's just like any muscle right the more you mm. use it the more powerful you can get right well how about this we the more experience we gain the better of a vessel we become for yes. the light yes which is why i love it being called the crucible mm. Mm. um the other the other thing kind of going back a little bit uh, you guys were talking with the subclasses, right? As powers. The other thing that you have to keep in mind too, is the time spent. Um, because in destiny, this is, this is one of the things I really like about destiny in destiny. Time is actually one-to-one with the real world. Uh, so we have only been a guardian for three years and we have already mastered things that took other guardians decades, arguably to do. Um, and you see that within uh, Ikora's mention within the Stormcaller's path, she says that she's not often seen this talent from one so young, but that she always knew that we were different from the others. You know, and and she goes on to say <clears throat> that she was she she actually says, but I never understood my unease. I'm afraid there is little left that I can teach you. This is a vanguard mentor talking to a new newly risen guardian so keep in mind that you know this is this is the master telling the student you are now getting close to surpassing me mm-hmm. i think one of the interesting things we've been getting away from and blue i think you were the one who showed me that reddit post at the narrative direction mm-hmm. yes yeah that was uh i think it was uh last the, was it the last episode or was it the episode before that? I, I can't remember. Yeah, remember. I do remember. The one that we but, talked about because like, I, I disagreed with the conclusion, but I liked how the analysis right. was presented. How we have kind of shifted the the way of storytelling. Beforehand, we were like all through D1, we were taking out enemies and it was a conflict of um, a bad guy coming at us, which granted in D2, we still have a bad guy coming at us, but to overcome said bad guy, it's not just us filling it with bullets. It's us gathering and reuniting people. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of an interesting shift as far as the potential of our guardian is helping other guardians unite, mm-hmm. recombining the city or reuniting the city and presenting a more focused force a focused fire force (laughs) it's cheesy but i like it so and i mean on that i like again rpg player i can't help but go back to this um and as a dm or a gm whichever iteration of that term you want to use one of the things that you do a lot of is world building, right? You know, you, you, you get to a point where you start noticing how other people build the fictional worlds that you play in. And the thing with Destiny that it's always been very interesting to me is Destiny 1 was always presented as like these massive scopes, like these massive pictures that were just being dropped into our laps. And there wasn't a lot of depth necessarily. There were some. There were some pieces of it that had a lot of depth. The, the Dredge and Yor, that was that's actually one of the reasons I focused so much on that one initially was because that story had more depth than the rest of the other stories that at the time I had seen. But Destiny 1 was all about the scope of the narrative of Destiny 1 was about designing and building this world. 
And then you get into Destiny 2 and it's it was a drastic shift in focus because it wasn't so much about building the world. We've we've got the world now. We've got the universe of Destiny built. Now it's let's start building the NPCs up. Let's start, you know, diving into showing what what makes the NPCs tick, uh, populating the world. It, it was a shift from narrative of this is the universe to these are the people within it. And I think that's why, you know, Beard and Beard and I have had this this I, I don't even know if it's an argument necessarily, but this um conversation about the presentation of lore as a folktale or folklore or whatever you want to whatever whatever word you want to use for it. To me, again, going back to RPG things, and I, I had this conversation in our mod chat actually uh last week. I never trust anything that's presented to me in game. Because as a player, I have, I'll be completely honest, I have been punished so severely for trusting anything that a game presents to me in a, in a D&D game that I don't trust anything unless like the DM like actually pauses the game and is like, okay, no, seriously, don't do this. Like, this is not me trying to trick you. Just don't do this. Like, short of that, I trust nothing in a game. So for me, like that that revelation of lore being you know this biased presentation of another character in game it actually makes me more interested in trying to figure out okay what what is this bias you know what is this what's going what's actually going on you know um i know that's infuriating to some people but at the same time it's also what makes it so fascinating um, Some but of you us s- like things a little tidier. Okay? Well, you know, you know, and that's fine. I'm I am OCD about certain things. You can ask Green. I am OCD about a lot of things, but but like the narrative stuff, like that that whole thing. I mean, you can't be. I think that's what shows Destiny to be such a fascinating, such a realistic environment, is because they're not tidy. That's the that's the beauty of it. Is they're talking about they're talking about people. You know, the characters have three dimensions. You know, I, I'll rant and rave about Zavala and how in this recent in this recent uh, DLC, he kind of has gone down a, a weird ver- a weird path that I'm not really a big fan of. But at the same time, I also recognize what? Him. Yeah. Yeah. Sarcasm. Art of War. Oh, God. No, he's not. He's not an Art of War anymore. He's 1984. But, um, you know, like, <laughs> well, well, I mean, come on. That's freaking the lore entry is like him sneaking off to do a secret assassination of Rasputin. And then he like magically shows up in Rasputin's core mind. It's like, mm, I don't trust you anymore, pink, purple, blue dude. Um, you trusted the speaker. What was wrong with Zavala, huh? huh? I never huh? trusted the speaker. I just didn't. I didn't let. But like. I still am disappointed that the speaker wasn't Nocris. But anyways, uh, no. but anyways, <laughs> no, the, uh, the, the thing is, the thing is, is with that, even though I don't, even though emotionally I don't like that, I still recognize that is an awesome amount of development for Zavala's character, because you know what? This is going to come back and bite him doing what he did in the lore entry that we see him kind of subvert or subvert the use of the consensus and and make a decision that is exclusively on his own without informing anybody and then acting on that decision you know that that's a that's a decision that will come back and haunt you potentially you know and so basically that that that's again kind of going into this <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> 
this idea of potential. Like you are being cho- you are being shown a fork in the road. Which which path do you choose? You can only take one. And which path do you choose? And you know who's to say that there's only two forks, right? I don't know. For me, that's why this this particular topic is really kind of cool because this this enters into the moral aspect of of your character from a role playing standpoint, and that's what to me makes me want to connect with the game world is I want to be able to see the thing, see the world through my character's eyes. And, you know, I can't help. I think there was a conversation earlier today or yesterday about, did we name our ghost? Um, it's, it's always surprising to me that it's like, everyone's kind of surprised that some people name their ghosts in the game. And I was like, yeah, of course I did. That's how I get into the game. That's what makes me want to lose myself in the game. And the easier that you do that, that the way you do that is you don't make it necessarily cut and dry and tidy. You make it messy. You make it uncomfortable. You know, Fallout is a very good RPG because of that. Bethesda has a, a great corner of the market in their RPGs because they they incorporate that moral quandary into their games. And I would love to see that being, you know, the that that's the next step in Destiny. I don't I don't quite know how they would do it. Um, because they have to retain that first-person shooter aspect. And FPSs are always a little difficult to do that with, especially when you have multiple people playing them. But mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, that's, if you're asking me, I'd love to have a Fallout moral compass equivalent. But I also recognize that the reason that works so well in Fallout and all those games is because they're single-player. Like, the only person you have to worry about is your character. When Saladin sealed all the records related to Siva, he also put a lock on certain data concerning what lies hidden on Mars. We were stumbling around blindly in those days, in the wrong place and at the wrong time, calling out to something that could not respond or understand us. And Saladin let it happen, because our failures were safer than the alternative. That, I think, is the line that they're talking about. Yeah. Oh, and then also there's a line later in that web lore that Saladin's basically says, or not Saladin, sorry, Zavala basically makes the comment, I know what's underneath the ice in Mars and I need to go in or we need to end it and I'm going to take care of it. And it's like he makes this executive decision at the end of that little snippet that we got to go and like run this black ops mission. And it's just like, I'm like, it just, it, it just screams to me. It's like, dude, no, like you, you don't do that. Like you're, you're pushing for the right. I mean, right. And pins is right in Chad. It's his right as commander. But the thing is, is that he's also the one that is always been about the rule of consensus. And now you don't have a speaker. And I think it's, it's rule by consensus. Is that the sidearm? Yes. That like he's like I mean he's like publicly he's doing the same thing that Beard had a biggest problem with the speaker doing. He's he's putting on this public face, but then in secret he's going behind everyone's backs. So yep. was Ikora though, frankly. Oh yeah, no, I mean no one no one here has clean hands. I mean, geez. All of I mean even I say, our Cade, character. Kate Kate especially. Oh yeah, Kate. Kate's like off in the freaking <laughs> prison of elders apparently for <laughs> Sake. who knows what else Populated, he's doing out there he's repopulating the prison of elders with god knows yeah. what 
Right. Or how... Or, nah. Throwing it to take and Siva, you know? Like, come on. Kate is making babies in Prison of Elders is what I just heard. <laughs> oh, God. No, we know that the Exos have no need for reproduction, but that yeah. they still feel... They, mean... they, they They still have the urge because it lets them stay human. They still have the urge to eat and they don't need to. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't man. even have a stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as, like, the potential of where we're going, lately we've been gaining tools. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I know we're going to talk about this next week with the Seraph technology, but what kind of tools do you think we should get? Well, and that's... Oh, man. My own beer, personal javelin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My problem with the tools that we're gaining is that, yeah, we're gaining, we're creating tools, but are we actually gaining them or are we just creating them? Because I'm sorry, the new quest for the the sleeper simulant is really concerning. If you like read the the flavor text of what or what Rasputin is like, I need this. Like the the last one is like, I need the information on how to defeat a class six organic life. Which is yeah. basically Nocris, which is yeah. the equivalent of a guardian. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, what, what are you doing with all this? Like, and every I mean, other look, step, every other step of the sleeper simulant is you reconnecting it to the neural net. So it's uploading it back into Rasputin. I mean, look, genotype null is going to get. Oh, gosh. No, don't here. even start. What? Oh. Xenotype Null <laughs> and uh, what is it? Uh, Zamala? Zamella? Uh, Zamina is Zemina. the word. It, it uh, means it ref- translates refresh? replacement. Replacement. Replacement in Russian. Uh, pretty well, literally. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, it seems like genotype. It, there, there's two listings that are that are said within this, um, and and this does very well link back to like Guardian potential here in a little bit. Uh, but the Rasputin or the Ikelos armor uh, that's found through escalation protocols actually lists out a uh, a code, and this code actually translates out to basically saying that Rasputin is trying us or is continuing to watch us and and figure us out. Uh, but he is taking record of everything that we have done. Uh, and long story short, he has effectively said. You know, if worse comes to worse here and the Guardians fall underneath a uh, a certain efficiency rating, uh, then I have to find or I have already a a Zemina or a replacement that I can put in for the uh, for the solar system. And it's basically opening up this whole door that he is he is testing our potential, period. Well, uh, then... testing exactly like what it is that we are, but he has this this means that he could possibly replace us with the God, hive. It's... It's just well, it's ridiculous. not even. I don't even know if it's the hive because the thing is, it could, is like, it, I'm gonna say it, it could be the fallen. It could be otherwise. It could be but a like, freaking he says frame. That it, could, it could be a frame well, it, that he's building. It has to be something that is apparently like replaceable or uh, enough to match our resilience, and that would also mean path depth. And there's at least for like what all we know right now, only one thing that can match that, and that's like the the hive uh, 
the hive gods basically mm-hmm. so who knows at this point with like what he actually has in well mind. and then or there's the... it also ties back to a big old theory that i kind of have right green well and then there's <laughs> there's the ending scene of rest or the the scene with rasputin calling himself a guardian yeah yeah he's the guardian of all which doesn't even mean the guardian of humanity he's the guardian of all <laughs> which... let's read into this here real quick kids when gamera when gamera is alive he is the guardian of earth that doesn't mean diddly squat for humanity all right just means he's the mother who's putting her arms out and holding all the children apart as much as possible oh. yeah or squishing them or squishing Squish. them Oh man. Yeah, I mean and that's and that's the thing is like that's what makes this whole conversation really fun too is it's not just you know we're we're looking at you know guardian potential but you can see how it dovetails into you know the AI potential. Mm-hmm. You know it it dovetails into not just potential for the the friendly races but also the enemies. I mean, we've seen great leaps in the fallen with uh right. with uh Varix. You know, up until Varix was introduced we all, well, except for Damo, all were like, you know, <laughs> kill all the fallen. And then, you know, Varix comes in and all of a sudden Varix is like, you know, you actually have a, a, um, diplomatic. Yeah. I, I was going to, it's, um, a sympathetic, a sympathetic figure mm. of a race that was, you know, it's, it's like the arbiter from Halo. Right. You know, it's, it's, you, you have a different perspective of what is going on. And I'm I'm curious if we're going to see something like that with the Cabal. You know, are we going to get something? And we kind of, you know, I, I th- think they we're, kinda kinda try- we're getting it with Callus. That's what I was about of. to say. I think they're trying to kind of do it with Callus, but I, I really am not yeah. a fan of how they're doing that. Like, I don't, it's not the same as what we saw with Varix. Well, like Varix, it's not as personal, and most people can't relate to an emperor type figure because they're, they're automatically right. set apart. Right. But, um, I mean, and then, you know, you have, I mean, you have the hive, which I was, I was honestly up until, up until we start, I started playing Warmind. I was honestly really kind of hoping that Nocris was a defector, like in the sense yeah, that really. like he was anti high, like not high, like he was a hive that was against the, the warm gods. Um, not, not that I have a problem with the way it actually did play out cause it, it, it works, but I was like, I was like, that would be so cool because we see guardians all the time fall into darkness. So what? What if we had a, a character of darkness rise into the light? You know, kind of complete that, that a, complete that yin yang aspect of it. That was definitely a chat that was had with a lot of the lore content mm-hmm. creators. That mm-hmm. was our Twitter thread for about a week. How would we rank our guardian amongst some of the legends? Are we as are we an equal to Osiris or Toland or what would make us? I mean, we're totally, a... we're totally better than Toland, but. Well, I mean, Toland is infamous. Yes. He's, if you're going to ca- call it a spectrum, like you were earlier. Right, right, right. Toland is just on the darker end of the spectrum. And in some ways, Osiris is not much better. <laughs> 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 Tolan, you sound like Tol- Shax. No, Tolan. Shax sounds, sounds like, like me. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I, I think that our character. I mean, and this is this is the the nature of a first person shooter, right? 
you had this with Halo, you have this with uh, Mass Effect, you have this with pretty much any any first person shooter. Is your character is always like the strongest or the the most you know infamous of whatever. And I think that's kind of the way the, the we we kind of are building a super guardian, you know, the guardian of guardians or the shadow of shadows, or if you want from Callus's perspective. Um, I mean, I, I think I think we are like, and you see that with the Vanguard also kind of making deference to our guardian, you know, in the later entries. Yeah, they they still get a little pissy when we don't listen to them, but at the same time, then you also and you, you kind of you guys were kind of mentioning this a little bit. They also trust us like to not mm-hmm. really screw up too much. But I I kind of would argue, it, would they be able to stop us? You know, like it, it brings into question really honestly in a in a in a toe to toe fight, would they actually be able to? to stop the guardian that is, you know, not, not our personal, but like the guardian in the story is that character. Is that character, the, the prime, the protagonist, like the true protagonist of this entire thing. That's what think, that, that actually leads beautifully into my next question. Yes. <laughs> Are we continuing a cycle of power gaining and then falling? Is yes. our character destined to fall? Yes. Sorry. Was beard. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have anything else to add. I mean, that's probably, it's, I mean, can we it's gonna explain it's gonna, it's, why? Um, be, do, oh, like in like, why do we fall? Yeah, there there goes Jack. Let me, why, why do let we me fall, Master Bruce? Yeah, why, why do we do fall? We, why do we fall? Uh, to put it to put it mildly and to put it really succinctly, perfect paradox. Well, that and I mean, like to kind of get a little bit more meta too. It's it's a story, you know. I mean, it. I, I hate that kind of a cop out of an answer, but honestly, if you didn't if you didn't have a character who fell and had to rise again, there would be no tension. Yeah. Can we go over the perfect paradox one real quick? Yes, I will defer to Beard on that one. Mm-hmm. So, perfect paradox itself, uh, the idea that I am kind of having at this point, because of course, keep in mind that none of this is necessarily confirmed. Uh, the idea is that perfect paradox, actually, you know what? You know what? Blue, you want to do that thing? Yep. Bring it up. What does the text say? <laughs> So I happen to be playing Destiny 2 right now, so if you've heard any clicks, I'm sorry. But I happen <laughs> to use Perfect Paradox all the time. Why? Because it is our shotgun. <laughs> so if you sit and read the lore tab, it says, A tale that's different from the rest, the thread unfurls against the clocks. The one the speaker loved the best must have a perfect paradox. We'll get to that in a second, just hang on. I never found Osiris, but I've killed enough Vex to end a war, and they, in turn, struck a fatal blow. They completed a mind with the sole function to drain the light from me. It worked. Very well. Don't worry, not that you worry much. It took them centuries to build, keyed to the unique frequency of my light, and I sit atop its shattered husk. I mourn that I will never reach the heights you have. To me, you represent everything a guardian can become. Yours is a thriving city, so different from mine. My 
whole fourteenth life I fought to make my city yours. I never finished. All I have left is this weapon. The Cryptarchs say you crafted it yourself, built it out of scraps and light and sheer will inside the Infinite Forge. I'll make sure it finds its way back to you. When you gave it to me, I swore I would make it my duty to follow your example. I'm still trying. Saint-14. So, the idea here is that Saint-14 very well could be a John Connor uh, kind of character. Uh, or not John Connor, I'm sorry. Uh, what was, what was, oh my god, his name. <sighs> Reese, Kyle, Kyle Reese. Reese. Thank you. Uh, Kyle Reese had gone back in time, and he ended up saving uh, Sarah Connor. But equally, he ended up giving Earth its its best weapon, per se, which was John Connor. Because, of course, him and Sarah had a relationship when he went back in time. Uh, that all being said, we basically have the, the John Connor, if you will, sitting here with perfect paradox. The idea is that our Guardian basically was given this weapon by uh, Saint-14 now... But Saint-14 will effectively get that weapon back again, and then this cycle will repeat. So eventually, yes, our Guardian will end up finding that either there is an endpoint that we are going to have to see, or something else is going to happen, where we either have to hand off this weapon to uh, Saint-14 and send him back, or something else is going to happen. But one way or another, Saint-14 has to actually, like, go back in time, and it's going to be for some reason that either we can't avert on our own anymore, but that'll end up being, like, our power struggle. That'll end up being where it is that we cannot manage, and that will be the final grasp at, like, what it is that says, we are a guardian that can do a lot of things, but we can't do this. So there is going to be something that will cause our Guardian to lose his ability, his or her ability, in order to actually save the city, and it's going to fall back on Saint-14 to do so. And it's going to be something in the past that we still do not understand or know about, because, well, Saint-14 maybe just didn't have time to explain. <laughs> oh, that connection... Uh, uh, it's it's like I did that on purpose or something. Well, I don't even okay. know. <laughs> Do we want to catch the folks home at folks at home up with that one? The latest theory on that, <laughs> real quick. Can we do it in like three minutes? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, Cliff notes. <laughs> Saint fourteen and Exo Stranger and Anna Bray are all related somehow. That's like yeah. the super, super cliff notes of it. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. they're not yeah, necessarily the... family, but they're related. We'll put it this way. If you guys hung around for the after show last week, then you basically know where most of this is going. Yeah, I was going to say, Lou that and was... I have already kind of talked about this. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. the headache from last week that we... I was going to say, that was the one that I that I basically put on to you and was like, ah, have fun with that in the morning. That's going to be worse <laughs> than a hangover. Which... If we're continuing down the perfect paradox card a little bit, if you notice, we're not considered a fallen character. That's true. In his eyes. We are the pinnacle well, of a guardian. 
yep, we're we're still very important, and we're the ones that basically he wants to to live up to that claim that uh, we are basically the one that can get a lot done and have proven that we can do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are still points and and leverages, if you will, that seem to be missing uh, that we, of course, cannot always overcome. And yeah, we were we were able to take care of uh, Zol and everything, but. Guess what? That was only because we had Rasputin and only because we ended up having the Javelin. If mm-hmm. it was not for those instances, we, our Guardian, would not have been able to take care of Zol and Nocris. So, you know, story points and keeping things open aside, uh, that was, you know, something that, that we could not physically do ourselves. Our our light for this point in time is not powerful enough to handle that. Can I also make a point about the whole our guardian um, defeating Zol by ourselves versus a raid team defeating Oryx. Mm-hmm. If you think about the math of that, if Oryx was even on par or even a little less powerful than Zol, six, six guardians took him out. Right. Our single guardian took out Zol. And I know a lot of people are really upset about not having a raid that's Zol related. I get it. But as far as power level, is where th- if they're on the same level at all, we're as powerful as six guardians. Yeah, from well, a few years ago. And there's there's definitely some arguments that I can make in terms of the actual power of Nocris and Soul themselves, given quite a few things that we now have at our disposal between Weblore and. Uh, as well as the the new three items that were given by whoever's writing those, I still mm-hmm. don't know. Um, but there's there's power potential that also rises within our our enemies just as much as within guardians. For sure. And the ideas of well, this was a hive god. Yeah, it was a hive god, but there's a lot behind him that kind of makes sense for what we ended up doing why it happened the way that it did. It is 110% completely justifiable, and I'm going to go on record saying that now. Fight me. <laughs> mm. Yeah, fight me. Just just fight me. I got this channel. You can comment. Guess what? I, I got lost channel. in the other comments. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, it's... If we're going to talk about the philosophy of... The us and our potential, should we at least touch on the enemy potential and where they could go? I think so. I mean, we've kind of touched on Siva, and we were joking around earlier, thanks to that uh, tweet reply about taking Siva. Oh, Lord. But as far as, like, remembering what the Taken can do... Mm-hmm. What kind of potential do you think we have with Taken controlled by Sabathun? Well, well, they might yeah. be a lot smarter. <laughs> or, well, they they wouldn't be smarter, but their tactics might be a little bit better. Better directed. <laughs> oh, great. That just means they're going to teleport more. Wonderful. I know, that's exactly... No. That captain that you hate, he's going to be more hated. <sighs> oh, my gosh. No, um, think of all scions at this point. Oh, <laughs> God. 
<laughs> freaking oh my gosh that's like the most annoying thing is when you when you get down to like one scion and you turn your back for two seconds and oh look there's an army of them like, anyways <laughs> so um, it should be said now that potential does not mean you still don't get annoyed oh yeah <laughs> potential means you could get more annoyed yeah really um, but yeah, no, I think the Taken are a, an, an excellent kind of thing to start with too. Well, not start, but yeah. to kind of touch on because the, the thing about the Taken that are, is just so endlessly frustrating and fascinating at the same time is the fact that they're kind of the hive equivalent of SIVA, mm-hmm. you know, like they don't really have indiv- they kind of have individual thought, but they don't like right. have a significant portion like they they kind of exist to follow orders. Right. Not that they aren't capable of independent thought cuz uh we see right. that quite a bit especially with the prison of elders. We saw that quite right. a bit. But um I mean that's why if if ultimately we do see, you know, Coria or Savathun, well we've already kind of seen Savathun kind of peek her head through a couple couple doors with the taken. Um but I mean, even we had we had uh, was it? It wasn't Psylocke, was it? That had Psylocke. Was, that defiled. Oh my, god, oh my god, I hated that freak. But like, no, I mean, like, <laughs> it's just like I heard that so many times. It's just, but um, you're not was wrong. It, wasn't <laughs> yeah? Wasn't Psylocke the one that was actually controlling other Taken? Yeah, he was actually... Now, granted, most of them were in the prison for a reason, but he was another big reason. Like, what he was... Uh, what was it? He was actually, like, in there just to kind of prove a point, and he was, like, constantly resetting the the instruments that they were... Oh, that's the, right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, testing. Um, yeah, because that's... Yeah, there's a really random spinful theory on him. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there was also uh, Malak, and you know right. Malak's whole thing was also kind of going into that, you know, independent control. Um, there's another one too. I mean, I mean, like we've seen historically, we have seen taken figures kind of try to rise up and take power. Um, it never right. really works out too well for them, but they, they do have that potential. They they have the ability to hive doing that too. Oh yeah, and hive. Yeah, and hive. I mean, and hive. You'll we see it more frequently because the taken have this kind of like fettered, like it's almost. I want to call it like a limiter. Like they they exist to serve almost, but that doesn't mean that they can they can't um, rise above it. But they they still have that base program to be like. To, they they are the perfected form of that sword logic need, um. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, taken and so like I I totally can see taking kind of being a great I mean a great filler for any big bad ultimately, and it would make sense as long as there there is a a connection point there. Yeah. Do you think we'll get to see uh, Callus's daughter? She's dead. Right. I'm, I'm going to say I don't know if she's dead or at yeah, least she was uh, like taken by. Well, I know that I know the card you're thinking of because I was the uh, one that said it. But it was with uh, Jerris, and he had yeah. said that he was like getting oh, followed right. by somebody. Yeah, I've but heard. we never necessarily see that it's like actually completed. 
Mm-hmm. So it's either did she get shot down enough or did, to be captured, or and isn't it or was it a Snow White situation? Yeah. Well, isn't it mentioned here in some of the newer cards? Oh gosh, what am I? Remembering? I haven't read all of it yet, so maybe. No, you're thinking. Um, it's not his daughter. It's uh, the. It's the general. Oh. Um, it's uh, it's it, it's a fe- it, it is another female. Was it um, her mentor? Mm, yes yes yeah yes. i think that's right i think that's correct I, that's off my top of my head so i might be wrong but yeah i think right. that is correct no that's that's right i, is that right? I cannot okay. remember her name but it was like yeah, it I was, oh gosh I, somewhere. yeah but it wasn't the daughter uh because the daughter was the pilot officiando mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then the the card that i think there at least the most recent card that we've seen with regards to the cabal have been yep. um about oh i can't remember his name there is one character who is trying he he basically saw um gaul as soft which you know surprise it's a common theme with the cabal but um he's he's uh he was made making comments about how the guardians were distracted by mars and how it was like the opportune time to for him to strike and how what's her face would be very pleased with him or something but yeah, it wasn't the princess. It was the Tor Tor. Now I want to say Torbjorn, but that's that's the wrong game. Torbjorn, throw your throw your purse at him. If you're thinking Torbital, Torbital is the planet home. No, the, yeah, Torbital Torb- is the, the the home that's no longer the home, and Callus wants to like raise it. Yeah, <laughs> like man, you're you're kind of pissed about that. <laughs> I'm gonna say, oh. you be? oh yeah, I don't Is, really uh, blame him, but I mean, it's still it was like because it wasn't that where he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy it just for the sake of destroying it or something. It's like my children are corrupted. I don't know. That's probably what he would say, though. So we talked about uh, Cabal. We talked about Taken, and kind of sort of hive through the Taken because yeah, we didn't really talk about Sword Logic at all, did we? You know. I mean, there's always room for sword logic, but what about, I mean, you kind of have the Vex. There's also reverse sword logic. Mm-hmm. Which is technically is reverse, us. Like reverse psychology? Uh, no, he, it's it's more of like an allocentric view than an ecocentric uh, view. It's uh, it's basically right, right. Nacris and, and Zol and, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, and I see, I don't even know if that's technically reverse sword logic. It really isn't, but they call it that inside the cards. Oh, okay. And I was just looking at it going, "This is that's not how that would... Do you know how this works? Do you understand <laughs> what's going on? Do we have to have a conversation? That's kind of all that I had as far as like lining up what I wanted to talk about with Guardian Potential. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything that you can think about that we would potentially... What well, I mean, we talked about what we kind of want to see, or at least mm-hmm. sort of we talked about what we want to see, right? And what we think we're going to see. Can I mention one thing that I think we'll probably get a little bit of salt that I think we're going to see? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we're going to be a martyr in the end. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of perfect paradox, isn't it? It sort of is, but it doesn't Close. necessarily say that we're going to be. I mean, it- kind of does it, it lines it up 
It's it's a possibility in the list of possibilities that uh, that kind of list it. Yeah, I would I would say in the end though, like I it's outlined with ideas of become legend and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. we're we're probably we're probably gonna be dead. Like when all is <laughs> said and done, probably we're, we're probably gonna, gonna be dead. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: You're playing Reach. Yeah, really. So there's a reason Nathan Fillion is in this. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Nathan Fillion, we've got hey. Reavers coming in out of the Oh, did you? So, have so to... are we? Are we all going to be leaves on the wind, or oh. are we all going to have a choice that really doesn't matter in the end, no matter which path we end up going? <laughs> do you Mr. want the red or yellow or blue? <laughs> yeah. Do uh, do you also want this to be your? Uh, your 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 favorite game on the Citadel is that? Is that oh also gosh, yeah. Anyway, I feel like I'm Commander Shepherding, meaning way too hard now. Yeah, you guys Everybody's are going off. I'm zigging and zagging with you, but it's taken me a little bit of brain power to keep up. <laughs> it, also, it's, that, it's better than normal for you. Other green, what? It's, it's better than uh, better than my random Overwatch. <laughs> mention because I couldn't remember the oh, name. Torbjorn? That Torbjorn, one I followed Torbjorn. perfectly. <laughs> the one that I was like, I don't even know where that came from. Commander <laughs> Shepard. I had to actually think about oh. that one. Yeah, no, I mean, I had um, I, I'll yeah, be honest, I have a lot more notes for next week. Um, mm-hmm. But that's because I spent way too long playing with that stupid armor set. Mm-hmm. Also, to be fair, we're all kind of digging into the new lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the old stuff. There's a lot much. of potential in the new lore. Yes! We're talking about lore potential. Yeah, yeah. really. I'm going to say, too too many people have uh, have really put down the story and the, the bindings and everything right now. I will sell, tell you now, I cannot remember the last time that I've been on a a hunt and a topic for more than a couple of minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, I'm I got right the war mind. Right there I got the you. war mind, and now I'm sitting here going, wait, what is this? Right. Why does it seem like there's like six different timelines for these cards? What is happening right now? You know what? And it-, it very well could be I don't have all the information, which is fine too, because you know what? This is year one, and yeah. I'm not going to compare it to freaking Rise of Iron. So how about that one? <laughs> I think, yeah, I agree with you, Beard. Libby said that the other day in chat. That this lore, the information that we have, feels like D1 Destiny. Yeah. We don't have and, all the answers. And yo, just to, just to, I don't know why I said yo, just to put it out there yo. in this respect too. Like, keep in mind that they have not delineated or taken away from the fact that Grimoire is still a referenced piece. In fact, we only got, like, extra references to it over the last, like, month here. Mm-hmm. Between the comic book reference and a couple other things that are going on. And the web oh, No, 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 no. The web Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's completely, like, there. Like, it is a thing. So, everything that, that we've had to reference so far, flavor text, Grimoire... Uh, old old strike text and everything like mm-hmm. the reason that I say to like get in contact with me and talk with me about this stuff if I am wrong or missing something is because there is so much to cover 
Yeah. There is no necessary reason even to be snide about it. It is simply a matter that I do not have the brain power to wrap my head around everything that is happening right now and keep it straight. So Beard the is amount... not Rasputin confirmed. I am not Rasputin, even though I am Exo. Uh, this is the big thing to, to keep in mind with this lore, though. Like We have such a such an amount of reference material that is available to us and i find myself referencing a lot of the the newer stuff though only because especially with like today's episode it deals with the ideas and topics that we're talking about and it is trying to basically process those or or set those ideas up a little bit further these are not simple topics at all they required three years in order to realistically give us all the answers for. And now everybody's looking back on it going, well, I have the answer for this because of this. Yeah, you had it because it's three years ago. So, just saying. And I'm off my soapbox. No, no, you're good. I mean, we were talking about the shadows of yore earlier and the story Mm -hmm. of Thorn and the last word. That story, we didn't have all the answers to begin with. Until the very end. Until yep. the very end, and everything fell into place. If they're writing it the same way that they, if they're writing today's lore the same way they did that story, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yep. I am. Yeah. Now it. Yeah, I'm ready to dig. It it now falls back on onto Bungie, of course, to to really bring about these stories again because I know something that was uh, said over here in our chat is that people have started to forget about Dredge and Yor, and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't have a nervous tick right now or anything at all. <laughs> Did you not That's see my reaction? Totally fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it. That's, that's why I'm, I'm being, I'm being fair and nice about it here. Uh, and that's, and that's not on anybody except for, for Bungie who realistically like doesn't reference the material that they have or, or, I, I know the the common thing is they don't know uh, what they have, but I think it's more a reason that they want to they want to focus a little bit more on some things, or at least I'm hoping that that's mm-hmm. the case. Well, so and, and to I, be fair, on in defense of Bungie for that part too, mm-hmm. you know that story's that story's done. You know yep. for 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 the most part, like the story of Yor or the yeah. the, the story of Dredge and Yor has been has been done now. We do have that one, that couple threads with the shadows and with Shin, but mm-hmm. but I mean the story of Rezel was really the rise and fall of of a of a guardian, right? And yep. and you know that I mean, and to be fair, as much as it kind of pains me to say it, that that story is complete. We we have a complete story now. Also, kind of going back to what you guys are saying, it took us three years to get that complete story, guys. I mean really realistically we 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 had the first we had the first mention of dredgen at vanilla destiny one and it wasn't until the end of the age of triumph that we got like a hundred percent confirmation that that story like it was at that it was at the from, end of, from like, the writer from the writer right from the and it wasn't yeah but i mean like but i mean like it was it was pretty like 99 percent confirmed but it wasn't yep. until like the end of destiny one that we got a hundred percent confirmation that yes these are the same like this story is this story arc is done we are done writing this story and and it's like and it's like any favorite book you know it's like it's sad to see it done but at the same time looking back that's an amazing story 
Yeah, I mean, we were talking, there's a little bit of people are burned out of, like, having to defend Bungie. Mm-hmm. And honestly, guys, you don't need to defend them. No. no. You don't. I mean, if there's something that you see that, hey, you want them to pay lip service to, like this weird time thing that we're talking about every once in a while in this episode, like, Bungie, <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, we... Part of it is, yeah, you bring attention to it. You don't dog on them for it. You bring attention to it and be like, we'd like more information. I mean, how often did we talk about, or I hear you and Justin and Willie talk about wanting more information about the Dwindler's Ridge saga? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much. Because it was amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, they're listening. I mean, if the Destiny Down Under podcast with chris barrett popping in randomly and putting (laughs) that one message in if that doesn't show you that they know we're talking about it and they're listening and they're wondering what we're hooked on that's where they're going to start focusing on hopefully yeah if if the recent raid layer wasn't enough to show that they're listening Oh my gosh! I still love maybe that. a little maybe a little too, too much, much in some yeah. regards. Yeah, <laughs> I just love watching How long all did the it take? six and a half. I think was the was completion um, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all right. Well, I mean, do you guys have any more? Uh, sh- do you guys have any shout outs? Do you? I mean, that was kind of a good final thought segment. So, you guys got any shout outs or anything like that? Beard. Honestly, just, uh, you know, big, big shout out to everybody that keeps trying to piece this stuff together. Because I, I know as somebody that makes it a, a main focus in my life with the, the channel and everything to, to reference back to a lot of this stuff. Uh, it's not a, it's not an easy task and it's not exactly a short task because when I sit and pound my head against most of the stuff with Rasputin and finally come up for air, look at my book and go, I just wrote 10 pages about Rasputin again. Somebody help me. Uh, I, I, and with some of you guys being, you know, better than, not to toot my own horn on this stuff, but, you know, better than, better than I am at uh, some of these connections and some of my spin foil that I come up with and you guys just put me to shame. Uh, these implications that are listed within the newer lore is is fantastic. So don't don't be so quick to I know I know I, I commonly go back to this one, but it's just as a reminder. Don't go quick shout back towards retcon. Step back a little bit, look over the information that you have, and start linking it back towards some of the old stuff that we otherwise uh, have been given. Look back on Ishtar, check out other sites for Grimoire, whatever else you might need to do. But, uh, you know, if you're trying to get into this stuff, we know it's not easy. And that's why that's why there is as much content out there as there is, because this story is vast. As, as much as everybody would say that there's no story in Destiny, I don't know who they are anymore. But they are, they are 110% uh, out of their mind if they say that. There's there's a lot of there is a lot of story here. Unfortunately, it's just not delivered the way that most people expect it. Green, what about you? 
My shout out goes to a Mr. Pin's Halo. Mm-hmm. Just kind of send in love his way. I know that things have been a little rough for you, hun, and just wanted to say that we're here for you. The whole community is here for you. If anybody wants to give him a message and just say, hey, love you. Pins has been with the FFC community since pretty much the beginning, hasn't he? Yeah, pretty close. And I just wanted to say I really appreciate you, hun, and I want everything to go well for you. So that's my shout-out is just kind of a, a verbal hug towards Mr. Pins. Blue? Um, I just wanted to do kind of a similar thing. Um to Avonshill. Avonshill sent us a really, really uh, personal email. I'm not, not going to read it, but I just really appreciate what what they had to say. Um, and you're welcome for recommending the Dark Tower series because, you know, it's amazing. Uh... As much as Green complains about me making her listen to... Well, you picked the audiobooks. I mean, that's kind of your own fault. No. Uh... <laughs> I mean, come on. Come I on. just... I I uh, Wizard and Glass is creepy. Wizard and Glass has been creep was creepy enough as a book. I can't imagine it as an audio. Oh my god! I <laughs> I finished I finished Wizards. I'm on the next one. I just can't bring myself to keep going at this point. <laughs> Someday I'll finish it when Destiny it, it is just, done. It'll it take just, me ten years to finish it, but I'll the finish thing, it. The thing is, is like as, like just the books themselves like get more creepy reading them so i cannot imagine the audiobooks at that point just because it oh my gosh anyways no um i really appreciate the the kind words and you know um i will be getting a response to you uh as quickly as i can but um yeah and then also you know again kind of what green and beard have both said i want to reiterate that as well um and then also reiterate the message that we had at the beginning of the show too um we really really do want to hear you know feedback uh whether that is a review on itunes uh or podbean or comments on the youtube channel or podbean um or even just emails or messages uh either on twitter or discord it's through reviews and through that that dialogue that we kind of know hey we don't like this do this differently or can you guys do something like this or you know or just you know keep up doing this way we really like this piece or you know do more of this um that that's really really helpful for us yeah and we do take all of those suggestions into consideration it's so if you don't hear us go into things like change something directly right away it may, it's not necessarily that we didn't read it or we didn't hear it. It's just trying to figure out the best way to implement it. Mm-hmm. And and I assure you that I I read every piece of uh, communication that we get sent. Um, I try to respond to everyone, and I, I usually do pretty well. Facebook is the one thing that I quite haven't figured out the most efficient thing because Facebook's really spammy. Um, and you know, after reading 50 bots messages, it kind of gets old, but, um, I do, I do try really hard to communicate or to, to respond back to everybody's thoughts and comments. Um, so don't, don't ever think that we are not listening or not, um, not paying attention because we really are. And we really do value that feedback because like I said, that's how we get better. Um, so 
with that all being said, let's run through an outro real quick, and we will probably stay around for a little bit of an after show. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to our episode archives can be found at www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments or questions for our team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all of our amazing partner podcasts within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.